Welcome to the Marketing Trust Podcast. I am your host, Adam Buchanan. I believe trust must exist before a transaction can take place. I give marketers the tools they need to infuse more trust in their marketing to help grow their business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Marketing Trust. This is Adam Buchanan. Great to be here and be with you. Thanks for downloading and listening to the Marketing Trust podcast. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Lately I've been traveling a lot and I just got back from Outdoor Retailer in Denver. If you're not familiar with Outdoor Retailer, it is the trade show where all the awesome outdoor brands come together, showcase their products for the upcoming season. Buyers from retailers come and attend and put in their orders for the product, along with media and athletes, and it really makes it an incredible an event. It's it's in uh, Denver, Colorado now. It used to be in Salt Lake, and it's basically a giant outdoor gear store the size of about 14 Costco's, and you get to connect and meet with the best people on the planet. I've been in the outdoor industry for over 10 years now. I absolutely love working with those brands, work with brands like Hydro Flask, worked with ProBar, and in my previous life, worked with Cabela's and Columbia Sportswear. Previous life sounds weird. I don't know if that's accurate because I just have this life. So not previous life, just in my current life. Um, a little update on the honeybees. If you don't know this, I am a beekeeper. The bees are doing okay this summer. I've got one hive that's doing very, very well. They have two honey boxes pretty much full of honey. They're they're a little slow, but I think we're going to have some more nectar flow coming through uh, here soon, which will mean a lot more honey. So in the next month, we'll probably do a harvest. Every year, we've gotten about 100, 150 pounds, um, somewhere, sometimes upwards of 200. Uh, this year, I think it's going to be in the 100 range, a little bit low, but... Uh, I don't know, what would you do with a hundred pounds of honey? <laughs> Let me know. Uh, if you ever see me in an event, by the way, I generally have a few honey sticks from my beehive. Just ask for them and I'll, I'll give you one. Speaking of events coming up uh, in SLC SEM on August 24th here in Salt Lake. This is a great organization here locally. I do actually have one comped ticket under my name. If you'd like it, uh, let me know. Send me an email at adam at adamcbuchanan.com. It's going to be in Salt Lake on August 24th. So if you'd like a ticket, let me know. And uh, yeah, we'll see if I can get you that one ticket. I only have one, so make sure to send me an email very, very quickly. Further ahead on October 13th, I'll be speaking at the Impact Summit put on by Josh Steimel and his team. This will be here in Salt Lake City as well. Really, some big heavy hitters are going to be there. Whitney Johnson, Greg McEwen, Chris Brogan. It's going to be a really cool event. That'll be happening on October 13th. And I'll be talking about personal branding and kind of mixed in with influencer marketing. But funny story about Greg McEwen. He is, I, I met him many, many years ago. Gosh, almost 10 years now. Met with him. had about a minute and a half conversation with him. And that minute and a half absolutely changed my whole career trajectory. Probably a story for another day. But Greg is just a phenomenal individual. Really love his book, Essentialism, and just a good all-around guy. Also, a few weeks ago, I was speaking at SMADCON in South Carolina. And really big shout-out to their team. They put on an inaugural event for the Influencer Conference. And I spoke about business transparency. And it was kind of a cool panel because a lot of teams you know, 
are wondering how transparent am I or should I be with consumers or even internally. And so one thing I shared with creating better relationships internally is how to get in, you know, get buy-in from building trust with your inner departments of your organization. I wrote a Medium article on this. It's called How to Get Buy-In by Building Trust. And so I'll link that in the show notes, but some really prescriptive and specific things you can start doing now, if you're in that position, work with multiple teams could be uh, helpful there. I've seen a lot of impact from it, and a lot of people have tried those things and and have seen good results. So that's at all interesting. Uh, Send me a note, or I'll link to it on the show notes. Every episode, I highlight a brand. I call this the trusted brand section. And so today we are talking about how outdoor companies can select the right advocates or influencers for their brand. One brand that I do want to call out is Solomon. Uh, Solomon, they make skis, running shoes, apparel, lots of outdoor products. I've got quite a few friends and colleagues that use their gear. Probably one of their most popular pieces of gear that I see people using is actually their running shoes and specifically their trail running shoes. And I want to call them out because on their blog, I, you know, really want to show that they have such a good, solid approach, and they've built this content strategy on the premise of time to play. And so what they feature is a lot of their athlete and ambassador stories. Um, they have a few different categories of their blog uh, where they feature their athletes, the fun, the people, the product, and also tips. It's very simple. It's, it's not complicated. It's, it's a very simple approach, but I like it. I think there's something to learn from this because they do a nice mix of recent adventures that the athlete has been doing or, or what trips they've been on. And they also just talk about, you know, showing that product in context. And I think that's really how companies can really pull ahead of their competition is sharing their product in a relevant way where the readers can visualize it for themselves. Because when you walk into a store or when you're shopping online, sometimes it's hard to see where that product should be used, how it can be used why it should be used, why it shouldn't be used. And so Solomon does a great job on their blog by sharing you know, all the different ways that their product is being used and organizes it in a way that you know, their consumer can kind of go down the rabbit hole of each little category, learn more about their athletes and, and about their brands. So nice shout out to Solomon. I think you guys are doing great work. And I also saw them at the show, my friends Caleb Whittle and Joe Johnson actually work at Solomon and they are good, good people. So While I was at Outdoor Retailer last week, I met with a lot of colleagues and friends that I've known over the years, and it was really fun to catch up, see what people were working on, and, you know, it's no surprise that a lot of people are working on ambassador programs, you know, influencer marketing, and they've been either doing one for a while or they are just starting, and probably more than the majority of they've been doing one for a while. It it was actually pretty rare to hear of someone who hasn't at least dip their toe in it or, or started some type of program. You know, I, I feel uh, there was a lot of comments being said. You know, a lot of people are asking me, you know, Adam, how do I manage these relationships? I, I've got a good roster, but not sure how to manage them. Or they're saying, you know, I'm not really seeing many results. Uh, the one that stuck out to me the most, I would say, is who should I be working with? And that was a question that came up quite a bit um, as people or continue to manage their programs, but also looking to scale them and trying to be selective of, you know, who they should be working with going forward. 
it's important to know that influencer marketing is changing and that brands need to be thoughtful of you know, how the content comes to life in front of that end consumer. What I mean by that is when an influencer shares a product story with their audience, you know, I always advise my clients to consider three main components built on marketing trust when selecting this influencer or advocate. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about those three elements. But before we dive into that, I want to talk about the difference between advocates and influencers because I think it's important to identify, you know, what I what I mean by both of those and, you know, kind of what the industry definitions are of an advocate or an influencer. Advocates are people who already refer your product to their audience without being asked to. They've purchased from you. They already recommend your outdoor products. And they're people who are sitting in your CRM or email list that are bought into your brand and your brand message. The great thing about advocates is they've already purchased from you and they already believe in you. Oftentimes, we think we need to go create these new relationships with people who may or may not be familiar with us. We kind of have to pitch them on why we're special, why we're great. When in reality, if you have a pretty strong consumer base, there's already people that believe in you. As we look at influencers, now, I just need to pause for a second because I believe we're all influencers. Influencers, in my opinion, are pretty much everyone. And so, you know, even if you don't have a social following or not even on social media, if I go to the mailbox and I see my neighbor there checking their mail and they say, hey, you know, there's this really great product, uh, you, should, you should go look into it, and I go buy it, they just influenced me, right? So technically, they are an influencer. But as influencer marketing has gotten so big, I understand that people with a large following and who are masters at creating content are also called influencers, so I get that. But I just have to call out that in reality, we all influence one another. So these influencers, and I'm doing air quotes right now with my fingers, you can't see that, of course, but uh, you know these influencers with large followings are very attractive to brands because they have high reach, and so that's a really great way to get your brand message out there. The thing about this group is a lot of them work with various brands, and sometimes it can be difficult to pitch them on your product. Again, why are you special? How are you differentiated? Because they are working with so many brands, and in some ways, you know, that also drives the price higher of you know, being able to work with them. Because per post or whatever contract you have with them, if they have a lot of people banging on their door because they have such high reach, that's going to actually drive the price up. Now, in the future, my prediction is you know, brands are going to have to be a lot more thoughtful of who they work with. And in some ways, they have to be very careful with constantly working with people they're paying to partner with. And so influencer marketing, I think, in the next few years is, uh, I don't think it'll go away per se, but I think the, the you know, purchasing like an insertion order to get in someone's feed is going to lessen because brands are figuring out now that, you know, to get those objectives met that they want, they don't necessarily have to pay for that anymore. Now, while they may not be running as many ads and they're shifting some of those dollars to influencer marketing now, if they're not seeing those results they're going to shift that money somewhere else. And what I believe is they're going to create better experiences for their whole consumer base and try to make their products more impactful and more interesting. And they're also going to work with their consumers who already believe them and, and work with their advocates. I think that's how you're going to get a longer tail result versus more of a campaign approach by working with people that you're paying for. Um, for influencers to talk about you. So for the long game, I would definitely lean towards advocates because three things, they already believe in you, they already recommend you, and 
In most cases, they already have purchased from you. Now, here's how to select them. I talk about marketing trust on this show and in my public speaking and keynotes, and and it's kind of a message that I've been sharing for quite a while now. By definition, marketing trust is the way we create stronger relationships with our audience to better serve them. And in turn, this means that we can grow our business by doing so. It's built upon three things. It's proximity, honesty, and expertise. And these are the same criteria that you should consider when selecting outdoor advocates or influencers for your brand. Now, what I mean by proximity is this is the closest that we have with one another. Now, when social media first started, you know, we had this really cool connection with one another. We would produce content, people would comment, and we're like, oh my gosh, we can have this back and forth. We can talk about products, you know, in outdoor, we, we can talk about how products work, how they fit, how they feel, what's worth paying extra for, what's worth getting a bargain for. You know, we had this closeness. And so that's what social media is rooted upon. And I think for so many years, we've lost that connection. It's been a little bit more, you know, ads have been becoming so much more part of the newsfeed. And now with influencer marketing, kind of this new wave of paying influencers to talk about you, influencer content now is kind of becoming advertisements. And we see that with like hashtag sponsored, hashtag ads, which isn't bad per se. I just think we have to be thoughtful of what is the longer game here. And truthfully, it's working with people like advocates who naturally talk about your brand. We just need to help you find that those people and who they are. So as you're looking at these advocates per se, let's say you send out a survey to people in your email list, send them, you know, a couple questions on, you know, find out more about them, who they are, if they are recommending uh, your products to others. And if you get a lot of responses back of people saying, yeah, I talk about you all the time, then you can see, hey, let's see about what, you know, kind of content you're creating Um, who you are and see if you'd like a deeper relationship with us. Now, as you look at those people, they may not have a lot of followers on social media. But truthfully, the longer game is building stronger relationships with a lot of those people versus trying to think, okay, I'm just going to build a relationship with one person who has hundreds of thousands of followers and just go all in. Again, you may pay a lot of money and it's kind of a short-term solution to really a long-term issue because as we try to stand out, longer term among all the many outdoor brands that are out there. I mean, even an outdoor retailer, I mean, there are so many backpack companies, so many shoe companies, so many apparel companies. It's hard to stand out. And so campaigns, they're not going away per se, but longer term, we can't just rely on campaigns or sales or ads to really help us ride through this. Consumers are being really smart and thoughtful about where they put their money and they buy from people who they have a close connection with. And so Proximity is one of the main things that I really recommend to a lot of my clients is making sure that as you select these people, you look at how they're commenting and how they're responding to their audience. If they have a big following or a small following, let's just set that aside for a second. We just want to make sure they're actually communicating with their followers. I'd rather have someone who has a thousand followers and is a trail running expert and actually responds to their comments Versus someone with 100,000 followers who posts really great content, sees a lot of likes and comments, but never responds to anyone. So that's what I mean by proximity. The next one is honesty. Now, honesty, I believe, really helps us build trust with our consumers because people want to know, all right, give it, give it to me straight. Give me the good, bad, and the ugly. And so advocates are great because if they don't have an incentive to you know, 
say nice things about your brand and they're not being paid, they can just be unfiltered and share truly how they feel about a product. Now, some brands may be scared by this. They may think, well, I don't know if I want them out in the wild talking about all the bad things about our product. Truthfully, though, when you set that stage with people and say, you know, you can say truly how you feel and share what your your feedback is. What I found is when you start the relationship off that way, often these advocates or influencers even will come back and say, hey, you know, I use the product and here's what I found. There's a couple things that I didn't like. And generally those conversations will actually happen privately. And then when they produce the, the public content that goes out to their audience, it you know, will have some elements of things to watch for, but they, it doesn't necessarily call them out like, oh my gosh, these were the worst shoes ever. You know, yes, that's being honest, but they will also respect that you're a brand and that you're trying to grow your company and they can't just say a bunch of gnarly things about you. So honesty is definitely an element to, to consider and think about that because you know, outdoor gear is expensive. And so when consumers go to make a purchase, they want to go buy that $500 tent or that really nice backpack. They have to think, okay, who, who can I talk to who can give it to me straight? Because I may buy a handful of these in my entire lifetime, right? Like how many $500 tents are you really going to buy in your lifetime? So you really have to think about, um, uh, what the consumer's going through as well and kind of work backwards versus, oh, they're a good content creator, they have a large following, great, you're in. Let's think about people who are going to give it to their audience you know, straight and, and be real with them. And then the last element of marketing trust is expertise. I believe you know, brands that are pulling ahead are portraying themselves as experts and authorities in the space. And so when it comes to advocates and influencers, you want to find people who have that experience, who are passionate about their category that relates to your product. These are people that run races, they climb mountains, they sleep in tents for a questionable amount of period of time. And these are people who wake up hours before they're supposed to be at work and get in a hike or get a few ski runs in. You know, in the outdoor industry, I've seen that a lot of outdoor brands are working with these people, and that's awesome. But I think sometimes as we, you know, so-called broaden the net or, you know, broaden the audience of, okay, we want to kind of dip our toe into some other categories or other industries, we just have to be thoughtful of, okay, let's just make sure we're staying true to who we are and making sure that these people do have that passion and, and the experience that the end consumer is looking for as they are making that decision. And so while sometimes you, you work with influencers, advocates, and they have a really strong social following and they're kind of you know going down the line and checking all these marks, sometimes we forget that that expertise is really key in what consumers look for. So I think overall, the outdoor industry is probably doing the best with the expertise side of things. You know, you look at their Instagram feeds, you look at the content they're creating, they're absolutely working with some of the best of the best. But I also think within their CRM or within their own consumer base, those people also do exist. And so we just need to be thoughtful of how to select those people and making sure that, you know, you are finding people who also have a close proximity and are being honest about the products that they receive. So these are the three elements of marketing trust and really why I believe consumers buy from, from us. We buy from people we feel connected to. We will answer our question about a mountain bike trail that we're considering. We buy from people who would tell us if a backpack fits a certain way. It may not be right for everyone. And we buy from people who run 50 miles in a day and show how their shoes are wearing in certain places. 
you know, this is who consumers buy from. And so that's kind of the marketing trust framework and how it relates to selecting advocates for your brand. As you look at where your program is going, definitely consider these three main components. And while I have you, maybe we should start calling these programs, you know, advocate marketing programs, or better yet, if we just call this marketing, as this will be the driving force of how brands will share their messages going forward. Love to hear your thoughts on this, uh, especially, you know, as influencer marketing has become such a buzzword. I, while I like it and I'm glad that people are thinking that way, I think sometimes it has a misconception of, oh, that means people who fit in this certain box. And I truly don't believe that's the case and how these programs really work long term. So if you have any thoughts on this, drop me a line on Twitter, Adam underscore Buchanan, or even LinkedIn. Love to connect with you on there. You can also join the Marketing Trust Facebook group. If you search for Marketing Trust, you'll see me and my big red glasses, which consequently I have lost. I cannot find them. They've been missing for uh, about a day now, and I'm sort of freaking out. I can't find my red glasses. So it <laughs> uh, doesn't make much difference to you because this is a podcast and all you're doing is listening to me. But if you've seen my frantic Instagram story posts, uh, I am offering a honey reward for those who find my red glasses. So if you have them, please bring them forward. Um, <laughs> uh, but thank you for joining the Marketing Trust Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please consider leaving a review on iTunes and share this episode with others who may be working on how they work with influencers and advocates for their brand. This has been another episode of the Marketing Trust Podcast, where I help you infuse more trust with your customers to help grow your business. I'm Adam Buchanan, and I want to thank you for listening.